0: Somebody in this document thinks that 10 a.m. is early. We'll get to it later, but somebody says she comes early, so I got up early at 10 a.m. Oh, I I missed that. Here we are. It's not early. You okay? I'm going to be okay. Angelina Mazzalali. Hello, Patrick Hines. Fam, come to Obsessed Fest. If you're hearing this when this episode drops originally, Obsess Fest is this it's weekend. It's this weekend. We are almost out of tickets. We are very close. There are still a few left come for the programming. It's going to be all of your favorite podcasters in one place for one weekend. We're doing meetups. You're doing a West Memphis 3 panel with Damien. Yes. Karaoke. Taylor, yes. So sing along yes. with all kinds of games. We're doing meetups and book signings and Robbie is signing books and we're doing live tapings and Red Handed is premiering their live show before they go on the European tour. Yeah, you know what we're not doing? Sleeping. No. We're just going to have a grand old time for three days. <laughs> ObsessedFest.com Get your tickets. Also, join us on the Patreon over 350 full ad-free bonus episodes to download a binge right this second. Yeah,
1: so we're doing Bad Vegan? Yes. Yes, we did Puppet Master, Tinder Swindler, all the scammy stuff. Right. Um, Murder Among the Mormons, Heaven's Gate, The Jinx, that yeah. crazy thing on Peacock.
0: What was the culty one on HBO with Sarah Edmondson? The, the Vow. Vow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, we both said that very differently. Oh, you mean like Nexium propaganda on yeah. HBO? Yeah, yes, that's exactly. A season
0: two coming up.
1: I will talk about season <laughs> okay. two. Yeah. I don't
0: know about that. Sam, also follow us on TikTok. We are recording for TikTok right this very second. Yeah. It's True Crime Obsessed Podcast on the TikTok. Join the Facebook group. It's True Crime Obsessed Podcast discussion group. That's all I'm asking you to do today. That's okay. it. Wow. That's enough okay. Things, great. Right. Yeah.
1: Just be, let's all be grateful. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. What are we talking about today?
1: Murder in Ypsilanti. Keith Morrison investigates. We're going
0: to go right ahead and not pronounce that Y. What? Isn't oh, it? <laughs> I was like, I thought you were saying we're not going to pronounce that Y. Like asking me a question. I was saying Ypsilanti the whole you time. You Keith. I know, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but then I started calling it Ipsilanch. Okay. Just to be right on brand. Darcy Moran
1: calls it Ipsalanti or Ipsy. Ipsy, I love so, it. So and I love Darcy. So. Oh, I
0: bet like on a fun girls and now they get tipsy and ipsy. You know there are shirts. <laughs> every bachelorette party <laughs> yeah. has shirts or straws or a sash that says Just like a penis shirt that
1: says tipsy, oh. let's get tipsy and ipsy. I promise you. <laughs> There are like those (laughs) to-go drinking cups, those like alcoholic cups.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Getting tipsy and ipsy. A young woman discovers her mother dead in the bedroom. Was it murder?
3: That was the question. Who did this? How did she die?
2: A journalist trying to answer that question discovers a second mystery from the past.
3: Another name came up from 25 years ago.
2: Two Michigan mysteries with one thing in common, love.
3: She said, he's he's so nice.
2: He was Mr. Perfect, Mr. Just Right.
3: He gets in her head and he parks himself there
2: and she just falls for it. A willing volunteer becomes compromised. Secrets, 25 years old.
4: I came across a folder and I knew it immediately
2: and finally revealed.
0: Tammy can't be heard and Martha can't be heard. I need to be their voice. I, oh God! Here, here's my joke. Here, okay. I said we gotta jump right in. We got a lot of information up top. Keith has got no time to waste. He's got 45 minutes left on this planet. He's got Keith. Keith Morris has got your 45
1: tongue. minutes left. We need him. We
0: got. No, I don't
1: understand why no one respects the fact that Keith is just a Galapagos tortoise reincarnated. Like he, he is. knows the secrets of the universe. He knows everything. I'm I know. not fucking around with Keith Morris. I
0: know, but this is where Keith introduces us to Darcy Moran. She's a local reporter. She really looks the part too. Like she really looks. Like like Lois Lane, you know, like you know what I mean.
1: But also like she feels that way, and I think people feel that way about her because she gets some pretty hot tips right away. She does,
0: and I want to say one thing: we get a ton of b-roll of Darcy walking around her newsroom, but she's the only person in it. Yeah, which means that either the pandemic was really hard on this newspaper, or like they were like, "Sure, you can film Darcy here, but only before hours or after hours." Exactly, because she's walking around looking very important, like she's got a story to write. But there's no one else in the place. I think
1: that means that she's the hardest worker there. that <laughs> wasn't Dateline. Who said? No. It wasn't Keith who said. Hey, we're only. Just, she's like, no, this is when I work. Yeah, so, I have a free. I have always. a free minute at like three fifteen a.m. because some of us work for a living. So
0: Keith Morris. She was him right in the eye.
1: Keith's like, who the
3: hell are you talking to? I'm Keith Morrison.
0: But Darcy gets an email from an like it's an anonymous email
2: from an unknown person.
3: It is this email that says someone has died, and do we know who killed her?
2: An email from a stranger implying murder. And there's an
3: implication in this
0: email that it was like suspicious.
1: Yeah, they're asking Darcy to look into it. Yes. Into this murder. And she's like, it was a pretty ominous email.
0: Well, so Darcy calls the cops right away. And she said it was concerning because a lot of time had passed and the cops were not getting back to her. Now it's real easy at the top to be like, oh, the fucking cops here are the word, they're dick. That's not what's going on. Because
1: first they're like, uh sure, Jen, we'll check, te- we'll check <laughs> it out. Sure, Darcy. <laughs> what? And then days go by, nothing happens. She calls back and they're like, okay, fine. Yeah. Yes. A woman, yes, has died recently, but we're not going to say how or what or why. So just please stop calling.
0: Yeah. And they make it sound like the cops are disinterested in the case. The opposite is true. Yeah. They are just not giving her any information because they're getting real close. Because
1: it just sounds like every, she calls once a week and they yes. give her a little, another little breadcrumb. Like, yes. fine. Okay. Was it wasn't a random incident, Darcy. Are you exactly. going to keep calling?
0: But Darcy's awesome. Darcy is all of us. She's like an internet sleuth. She goes right to the public records and does a search. Or as Keith
1: says,
2: Darcy dug through public records.
1: Public records. Right. <laughs> pronounces it records because he's fancy.
0: And a thousand.
1: And a thousand. That's
0: how they pronounced it in the 1800s when he learned how to talk, to The public records.
1: <laughs> and he's not changing for anyone. God no. damn it. Why would he? At this point? And who wants him to? We're down to 43 minutes left who in this wa- guy's stop, life. <laughs> stop saying that. Keith, I, I, my DMs are
0: open. I still haven't heard from you. I know. <laughs> she looks right into the camera. <laughs> I'm right here. But the point is, Darcy is saying...
2: Another woman's name kept popping up, connected somehow to Martha Agnew. But it was a name she'd never heard of. A woman who'd vanished without a trace a long time ago.
0: The name Tammy Niver. Darcy had never heard this name before. And so this woman named Tammy Niver, who had vanished without a trace like 25 years ago.
1: Yeah. The case was cold. And Darcy brings this up at the newsroom meeting. And she's like, I don't know right. what I have, but yeah. God damn it, it's something. Yeah. And she goes, there, there's got to be a story here somewhere. I got this email and then I'm investigating one thing. And then this other name keeps popping up, but I don't know how they're
0: connected. Journalist dream come true, by the way. Right. You know? So
1: as she's describing this case, she's never saying Tammy's name. She's yeah. just saying like, so here's, she's like the pitch before the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like all yeah. women do where it's like yeah. I'm I'm sure I'm wasting your time I'm an idiot. Look at these weak right. arms. I just,
0: there's something here. And her if boss. I were, if I were a man, I would be able to tell you. But, it's but unfortunately, take me... it's just, it's taken me a long time to get it through this teeny tiny little brain. It's going to take me an extra third of a pay cycle to figure it out. Right, not right. The thinker. That joke's a thinker. And
1: really with that, I'm so not good at math, but I yeah. get paid so much less than men. So that's like so many cycles for a man. Um, anyway, her boss is like, holy shit, is this Tammy Niver? Are you talking about the Tammy yeah. Niver case? Because I covered that 25 years ago. Yeah. What a holy
0: shit moment. I know. And so I want to say here, like, this could get a little confusing if we're not careful. Oh, yeah. There are two cases. There's Martha, who has recently passed, and there's Tammy, who's from a long time ago. Yeah. And the cases are somehow connected. The whole episode is about figuring out how these cases are connected. Right. So we're going to go back and get Tammy's story first.
1: Right. So it's August 1993, and as Keith says, Ypsilanti, Michigan.
0: (laughs) As Keith and Patrick Hines say, Ypsilanti. Yeah. Hey, let's get (laughs) Tipsilanti.
2: Ypsilanti. (laughs) Ypsilanti. So it's a hot August morning, 1993. Yipsy, that morning, is where someone spotted the car. An abandoned car. Edge of a busy road, driver's door hanging open, keys in the ignition. Where was the car abandoned? It was near Eastern Michigan
3: University's campus. Uh, It was also near the Huron River. The
0: car is sandwiched between the University of Eastern Michigan and the Heron River. Huron. <laughs> okay, great. The Huron I was River. just trying to survive that paragraph, GP. great. Sometimes I'm just trying to give them the facts as I see them. It was a
1: soft top powder blue 1979
0: <laughs> Mercury Marquis. Why are you so much better at everything <laughs> than me? I'm really not. I just highlighted it.
1: <laughs>
2: That's all. And my Google Docs. I, I literally wrote, Keith Morrison says this all so fucking fast. A soft top powder blue 1979 Mercury Marquee.
0: Soft top, powder blue, 1979 Mercury Marquis. Because he's like, oh, I remember it well.
1: It was the summer of <laughs> 1979. I personally had a soft top, powder exactly. blue,
0: oh, Mercury exactly.
1: Marquee. But the thing is, so they see this car, and at first they just consider it a hazard and yep. not a clue in a murder case. Yeah. So it was towed away, it was impounded, and they try to get in touch with the owner.
0: And then a few hours later, somebody calls to report her friend missing, and the friend's name is Tammy Niver. Right. Now they, they're like, oh, maybe that's connected to that car, but the car isn't owned by Tammy Niver, and then they realize Tammy had Borrowed that car from a friend, so Tammy is missing. This found car is the car that Tammy had been driving. Right. To recap, yeah. we're back this in 1993.
2: Thank it. you
0: so much. I really focused. I was like, if we don't get this right, this is going to be I very know. confusing. This,
1: you're. I mean, I mean it.
0: Thank you so Sincerely. much. You don't mind if I call it yipsalanche?
1: You can call it anything you Thank want. Thank you so much.
0: Just Keep doing what you're doing. It was an avalanche, and yipsalanche.
1: This is great. I know. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> Twenty-four
0: carats. <laughs> <Hold. laughs> Say whatever you want. Yeah. Oh god. Now we meet Tammy's older sister, Christina.
2: Christina was the older sister, that's her on the right. But it was almost like she and Tammy were one person.
3: We were in ball We held hands till we were nine, ten years old. We were always close. Always
0: close. She says they held hands until they were nine or ten years old. Daisy's like that.
1: Yeah, that's you know sweet. Yeah. Daisy will
0: like make a new friend at the playground like today and be holding her hand in two minutes.
1: Yeah. Sometimes when we're sitting in a car show,
0: <laughs> it's really sweet. Or sometimes <laughs>
1: I'll be like, hey, what is that? Oh, it's Daisy." <laughs> and it's like a very sweet moment. When you're like, well, what is this my moment? Yeah.
0: Oh, it's, it's okay. Oh, what is this child?
1: child. Oh, I. It's Daisy." <laughs> <laughs> hey girl, she's not a child. I talk to Daisy like she's forty, but so <laughs> like do I. I talk I to know. all kids oh like God. they're like they're real adults. It's, Cause
0: they are. Exactly. But we learned Tammy was really smart. She always did well in school. She was a natural beauty. We also learned that she's a mom. So Tammy has two kids, Portia and Nikki. And they have different fathers.
1: Right. So let's go to August sixth, nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Tammy finishes her shift at the dry cleaners and she drops off her two daughters with a friend. Yes. And she says, I'm going to go run an evening errand. Yes. This is when she borrows the friend's car. Uh Right? That we end up finding. Correct. This this is that.
0: But she never comes back for the kids and the friend has to go to work so she sends the kids off to another friend, this woman named Martha. If that name sounds familiar, it's because this episode opened with a woman named Martha being maybe killed.
1: Right. And this was the person that the anonymous email was about.
0: Correct. Right? But this is like also 20 years ago. Right. So, K-pop listeners. 25.
1: It's very, it's, Keith, you know what?
0: I know. <laughs> but Martha now has Tammy's kids. She watches them for most of the day, but she doesn't hear from Tammy at any point. So, Martha like calls the police to report Tammy missing. Right. And so, the
1: friends are like, she hasn't come back from the kids. She also hasn't returned her friend's car. Yeah. Something horrible has happened. Right. So, when they mention that to the cops, she borrowed the car, blah, blah, blah. The cops are like, wait a second. We found this car on the side of the road. We thought it was just a hazard. This has to be connected to this missing person
0: right and so now we meet detectives craig and michael they're great i gotta say craig and michael and they weren't the original detectives on this case they inherited this case later they're on the case now and talking to keith and talking to keith and they give us more information about what they found that day when they found the car
3: there wasn't any blood but what was noteworthy about the vehicle was that it was partially in the roadway the driver's side door was open and the keys were in the ignition
0: it was only partially on the roadway. And again, the keys were like still in the ignition. Initially, the investigation focused on the river because they're thinking if something happened to this woman, the car was found right next to the river. The killer, if she was killed, maybe like took her body and, quote, dumped it in the river.
1: Right. So now they have massive search. Helicopters, divers, dogs, search parties. There's like this massive effort to find Tammy.
0: And we learn that one of the reasons that is is because Tammy is diabetic and she relies on insulin three times a day. I'm yeah. not even looking at my notes, GP. you not. She... <laughs> Have fun, everybody! Like- <laughs> but without her insulin, like she's in a precarious position. She could die, and uh, that's yeah. why, like the whole life-threatening.
1: Town- I believe you're looking for. Thank you so much.
0: It. I don't know. I was a- here to I'm <laughs> here for the assist. <laughs> I had a Red Bull. It's really kicked in. I'm kind of sweating. The- okay, I get it. I'm sweating. I just you're said sweating. <laughs> yes, but they're really trying to find her because if they don't find her soon and she's still alive, like she's going to die.
1: Right. So Martha gets temporary emergency custody of Tammy's two daughters.
0: Which is kind of crazy to me because we're going we're gonna to meet one of the kids' dads in a second. And we, like, her sister's and there. And her sister's, sister's here. Sister's, yeah. But, you know, we also learned, and I just loved knowing this, that Tammy lives in this apartment complex yeah. where there's, like, a group of moms that, like, all take care of each other and, like, watch out for each other's kids and plan, like, birthday parties and play and stuff. Yeah. Like,
1: it was a nice community of moms and women.
0: It really takes a village. Yeah
1: what they're mentioning is that like Tammy had a lot on her plate she had two young daughters she was working at the dry cleaner she was also studying accounting at at the community college and everyone's saying like she would never leave everything behind her insulin her kids her family no
0: one ever does because one of the first things they're gonna be like was she so stressed out with all of her responsibilities that she took off no one well you can't say no one in all of the episodes that disappeared I covered it it happened twice Uh, there's nine seasons of that show yeah it happened twice that people actually walked away on purpose Yeah. but like that never that just doesn't happen right but another (laughs) but Keith goes
2: Anyway, Tammy was diabetic. she couldn't survive without her insulin
1: anyway <laughs> Tammy was diabetic and couldn't live without her insulin. and
0: I'm like, Keith! I know Keith does a lot in this episode of taking us right to the precipice of an emo- emotional moment and then like changing yeah. course. Anywho <laughs> <Keith>. <laughs> The cops, at this point, they're tracing Tammy's last steps. And remember, she said that she was, like, going out to do an evening errand. Yeah,
1: what what is this evening errand? So the
0: evening errand is she had just separated from her boyfriend, a guy named Gregory Agnew, who's the dad of the youngest daughter, Portia, Mm -hmm. who's a year and a half at this point. Yeah. Not looking at my notes, GP. If
1: that name sounds familiar, hold on to it.
0: Tammy is going to pick up some stuff from Greg's house, the house that she shared with him recently. And so the cops know that that was what she did that night. That was the last thing she was known to do.
1: Greg, the ex boyfriend, also called the police about Tammy because he saw her the night she went missing and he was very worried. And this is when we get like classic Keith. Yeah. Because he's like, but of course the police had to find out what did he know? (laughs) And what, if anything, (laughs) did he do? It's a commercial. I know. What a goddamn pro.
0: So Darcy the reporter tells us a
3: little bit about Greg, the boyfriend that she just moved out from. He was super nice, super likable, super intelligent. Uh, He could fix anything is what we were told. He could take, I remember the quote well, she said he could take three radios that were broken and make one beautiful radio. Really intelligent guy.
0: He could take three radios that were broken and make one beautiful radio.
3: Okay. That's the
0: weirdest. You know what's great about that guy? You know what's beautiful about him, yeah. he could take three broken radios to make one really good one.
1: It just seems like such, I know that there are people and yeah. they're valuable people where it's like, oh, you know who could fix anything? I have a friend, totally. my friend Ted is like that, where yeah. he's just, just like, yeah, you, you get the lug nut and you do the this, and totally. I'm like, oh, and he's like, I have them in my back pocket. Like, yeah, he's yeah, just, yeah, 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 One yeah. of those guys, like, they're great and whatever, I love them. But I grew up around
0: lesbians, girl. You know exactly is, what I'm talking about. I know about. eight people like that Exactly.
1: But th- this is always a thing that I think people use to, like, make excuses for some. where it's like, uh-huh. he changed that light bulb for me once. Good totally. guy <laughs> and I'm like uh-huh <laughs> Like, I feel like people use yeah. that often as, like, he could fix anything. And yeah. I'm like, right. So he would
0: never kill anyone. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How'd you get from here to here? Because there? I think what the person is saying is that we can't lose another one of those no, things. but to he's prison. so valuable. we, like, need, like, them. we need them yeah. here. They are, like, above the he law. He
1: rewired my lamp and fixed my garage door totally. and, like, rewire, you know, I like. Don't just wow. get a
0: new lamp. Why are we rewiring lamps? I don't know. That Jesus. was, like, the most
1: annoying and frustrating thing I could think that someone I would totally. have to do. <laughs> Because I went from change the light bulb, which is like, okay, anyone can change a fucking light bulb.
0: Yeah. Rewire a lamp. Rewiring a lamp. Come on. It must be expensive, right? I I would never know. I would just get a new lamp. I don't know. Okay. Moving on. So the cops go to Greg's house to take a report,
2: obviously. He's the last person to see her. And he says, Greg told the deputy that Tammy had shown up at his apartment after midnight on the night she vanished. And that they made love. He represented his
3: encounter with Tammy that evening was that it was cordial, that they had sex, and that Tammy had left on good terms.
0: She left on good terms at like two in the morning. Right.
1: And so, if they're on such great terms, why they break up?
0: Exactly. That's
1: my major question here, Greg. And according to Greg, his answer is well, you know, I was just sick and tired of Tammy's jealousy. Right. And I'm like, see, but now your story already isn't making any sense. If you just needed to get away from her because she was, come on, Greg.
0: We'll get more into what he has to say about the jealousy in a minute because I have a lot to say about that. But he says that, like, she wanted to move out. I said fine. I even helped her move out. Like, we stayed on good terms. That's Greg's story.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, it's not mutual. Stop right. it, Greg.
0: Because also, we get this, like, co-worker of Tammy's from the dry cleaning place who says, like, days before she moved out, he shows up at the job uh, and, like, raises hell. I He,
1: hate, like, comes I to the job that. to
0: have a fucking fight. I know. In
1: front of everyone and just cause all this drama. And the, so what we learned, though, is that this happened a few days before she was reported missing. Yeah. And she was reported missing. Like, if you do the math, it, that could very well be the same day that she was murdered, like having that fight. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right.
0: Of course. So scary. And we learned, too, that the cop who took the report from Greg's house.
3: She described it as a strong odor of cleaning agents. The uh, apartment in general was very dirty. And yet there was this odor or smell of, uh, of bleach.
0: And like we see the toilet here, too, and it's not clean. It's so fucking gross. And like, there is like, shit everywhere. Like if you're using everywhere. bleach,
1: throw it down that
0: fucking toilet. <gasps> I, know. I know. And if I you're going to use
1: bleach to clean up after a murder, I know. Why do- if you're here cleaning anyway, yeah. <laughs> just, but again, like stay, like stay stupid, please. Stay we love stupid. that. Yeah. But it's also like, you just can't be bothered because they <laughs> like, smell the bleach, but it, it looks like a pigsty. I, I, I
0: could not believe when we saw those pictures. what we were- Remember we used to talk about like boys' bathrooms all the time? Yeah. This is the epitome of Ugh. that. Oh Disgusting. my God. Disgusting. So because of the bleach, smell. Detectives go back the next day with a search warrant. I'm like, again, he was the last person to see right. her alive. The place stunk like bleach, but it's five o'clock. We gotta, it's And just... it was the X and the fight yeah. and the
1: this and the that. You know so, what, obviously. we're gonna wait. We'll go back tomorrow. Yeah, I like... need my meatloaf on the table,
0: oh, says the cops. They go back and they go back with a search warrant and they find Tammy's purse. Her insulin is gone and everyone's like, so she took her insulin but left all of her other, like left her purse. Like, this, this doesn't make any sense.
2: And also, uncommon in a small urban apartment they found a shovel. This was an apartment where it was
3: within a building, and it wasn't didn't make sense to the investigators that there would have been a shovel.
2: Why did Greg have a shovel when he didn't have a yard? Good question.
1: Greg lives in an apartment complex with no yard. Why would he have a shovel? And also, why does he have garbage bags I mean, that are stacked in the hallway?
2: Garbage bags lining the wall. Piece shit. Now,
0: I'm going to say something that is, I'm not saying this is a joke. I think there is every likelihood that Tammy's body was in those bags. Yes. Which is so... Like how as there, there's a fucking cop in your living room taking a statement, and you have your dismembered girlfriend's body in trash bags in the hallway. The, the yesterday the place smelled like bleach, and right. you were the last person to see her alive. What the fuck happened here? Well,
1: speaking of saying stupid, these cops did absolutely nothing because Keith no. Keith's here. He's like pretty big deal with the bags, right? I know. The shovel, pretty he big deal. He actually
0: says goddamn odd. Yeah, he was
1: like, "We'll get this." Yeah. the shovel and the bags weren't collected for evidence, so the cops at the scene did nothing, nothing.
0: with those items. They realized those are weird. And and then did nothing. And they get back to the station, and like days later, they're like, "Maybe we should go back and get them." Of course, by the time they go back, the bags and the shovels are gone, and the cops who caught the case now. So that, you know they weren't the the officers who were there then. Keith makes a point to be like, "Well, you didn't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're all going to be real pissed about the cops
1: who did do it." But I just know. To be clear, and the
0: cops today are like they are trying so hard to speak diplomatically. They're like, "That was a missed opportunity." Yeah. yeah. I mean, like a, the garbage bags and a shovel and bleach, and he was the last person to on. see her. And and he they was the were, boyfriend yeah like, and
1: it was a bad relationship come on
0: I just
1: but Keith when they're having this conversation the cops from today say and what's even worse Keith if you can believe it is that not only did we not take him from the scene but by the time somebody realized maybe we should test those yeah. they went back to the apartment and they were both gone and they are gone and Keith goes oh oh and I'm like does he mean oh oh <laughs> <laughs> because he just said, Again, he, oh,
0: oh. He, that's what, he, I think that the uh-oh evolved in the 1900s. Oh, I see. Because when he learned how to talk in the 1820s, I think it was probably, it started as an OO. oh Regardless. And evolved to the uh-oh. Some bad shit. <laughs> I know. So now we learn that there were two witnesses on the night that Tammy went missing. And we learn witness number one saw the abandoned car. This person was delivering newspapers at 3 a.m., saw the empty car with the doors open. This was a couple hours before the car was reported missing.
1: And then there was a sheriff's deputy. Yes. Who saw Greg, the boyfriend, running, running across the highway near the abandoned car? Also at 3 a.m.
2: The deputy said, "Greg told them he'd been visiting a friend, who was heading to his sister's place at 3:30 in the morning." Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was there
3: anything unusual about him? Did he seem disheveled or anything? He was running across the roadway and when the deputy made contact with him, he was out of breath and his uh, pants were wet from the knees down.
0: And his pants were wet from soaking the knees wet. down. Soaking wet. The cops now are like, well, the cop who saw him, this reminded me so much of the cops who let the Zodiac killer go. Oh, yeah. Remember that? I do. Because this was like, the cop sees this guy in this real suspicious area at two o'clock in the fucking morning. His story is that I was out with my friends and now I'm going to see my sister. I'm
1: running to my sister's house at three Dread, in the morning soaking Soaking wet. wet. Which is, he did not mention that he was with his ex till 2 a.m., which is what he eventually ended up telling police. So we're
0: catching him in lies. Of course. And the cop at the time was like, well, this looks really weird, but like, you're not breaking any laws. So they check his ID and let him go. And I guess like, thank God we know this. But like, fam, I'm going to tell you a secret. This murder never gets solved. Yeah. And it's like the cop, there was like a cop as a fucking witness right there. Yeah. Like essentially what happened, I mean, the guy's wet. He's leaving the scene of where the car was. He obviously killed her in the car, dragged her to the river and then ran for it. It. And this cop was there yeah. when it happened, and he's like, "It's weird, but not a crime." I'm like, I know. how know.
1: Can you qu- can you ask him a question?
0: Or could like maybe if this guy is soaking wet and you can't like detain him, maybe you walk down to the river and just see if there's anything suspicious. Right, just look around. You know what I mean? Just, just look, look around. around.
1: It's three in the morning. What after else are all. you doing? You're already. You know out. what I mean. So five days after Tammy's disappearance, Greg is questioned by police for a second time, and now he's down at the station.
0: This is my favorite part of the whole thing because we get to hear Greg, Greg the ladies' Greg, man. Yeah, Greg, the ladies' <laughs> man, in his own words, explain in his own words, explaining why they broke up. Remember,
1: Keith has seen this before, even yes. though Greg isn't talking to Keith. Remember when we were doing the bonus episodes? Totally. And that guy was like, Keith, guys like us, you know, I know. these women, <laughs> I they know. will not leave me alone. This is what Greg says too. So
0: like, we hear the audio of this interview. The cop was like, "So why did you guys split up?" And Greg is like. Every time I go
2: somewhere, no matter where I go or what I'm doing, I always end up running to a female that ends up talking to me. It's just a friendly little conversation. It's things, no numbers, no nothing. But this sort of thing made Tommy jealous, Greg said, and it took a toll on their relationship. Finally, Greg said, it came to a breaking point, so they split up.
0: Every everywhere
1: I go. I go I just let me live. Just, I'm at the post office. They're trying to talk to me. I'm going food shopping. They're trying to talk to me. Yeah. And he goes, they're totally harmless conversations. Yeah. But I am talking to women I don't know all it's day It's just long. like
0: I walk to my car and the underpants that are it's like i It's like
1: I'm the, it's it's the Beatles.
0: Un, it's a, just, I'm all for the Beatles. <laughs> you would think that like the killer would have a little humility. Right. You know no. what I mean? But of course this is all bullshit
1: because to, to make this whole story about Tammy just like couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's, it must be like my pheromones, my yeah. <laughs> aroma. They're, they're flocking
0: to me. I know. I would just like, listen, I listened to it twice. I was like, do you hear yourself? And he's like, yeah. I do hear do you? I totally hear myself. You can see and you can hear <laughs> I, me. My voice, you know what? My voice is pretty sexy now that I'm listening to it. Look at
1: this. <laughs> Come
0: on. Also, this guy is disgusting.
1: And so, and he's like, Tammy just can't handle it. And it took a toll on the relationship and Greg broke yeah. it off.
0: Right. And he says, but despite the breakup, we're still good. She still came over at midnight. We still had sex. Consensual sex. Consensual sex. She left at two in the morning. He says he watched her leave and then decided to go for a walk. I
2: decided to go up to the old park to see if I could get anything done. I went up there to see if they was open to get it removed. But maybe So I came back, so
1: that was it. To his shock and disappointment, the local <laughs> video store in Ypsilanti. Video
0: Galaxy in Ypsilanti
1: Was not open 24 hours. No. Much to his
0: dismay. So he went back home. But remember the night the cops saw him, he's like, oh, I was just hanging out with my friends and now I'm going to my sister's house. Oh, running, N- running, running to, to my his sister's, sister's house
1: with wet pants exactly. at three in the morning. Now it's a whole Nothing different story. See here. Right. And Greg's like, no, we're talking about it. Yes, we fought constantly. Yeah. Nothing was ever violent. But right. again, look at me.
0: And he's also saying like, she was violent. She was controlling. But I was always able to like, maintain my composure.
1: And now Christina, Tammy's sister, is like, excuse me, he said what? Absolutely not. He was the jealous one. He was controlling. He made Tammy, this was wild. He made Tammy carry around a walkie-talkie with her, like the 1993 version of a tracking app.
0: And he would just like talk to her constantly to make sure that she, there wasn't a man waiting in the house is what he thought. But the women were just knocking the door
1: down and they don't want to, they don't Want anything? They're not exchanging phone numbers. It's just harmless conversation that Tammy couldn't. He
0: also disables her car. She's got a family like party or whatever that she's going to. He disables the car so she can't go.
1: Because remember how he could fix everything? Yeah. So it would just so happen when she was going to do something for herself or do something fun, he'd like have to fix the car. And he would break it more and basically make it so that the car wasn't working until everybody left and the fun event was happening. And then oh bada bing bada boom, it's too late, but the car is fixed. What an asshole!
0: He says, oh boy, oh boy. (laughs) real mean person I don't like that at all this is where we start to hear that like from Tammy's family that like she would show up places like bruised or bloodied and then brush it all off and brush it all off and we learned that, like, in the month before she disappears, she tells her sister Christina, if anything happens to me, Greg did it. Look at Greg first.
1: So, a lot of people are suspecting Greg. Yeah. Obviously. Right, exactly. Right? Especially Martha. Yeah. So, now, is this is where it all's starting to tie together.
0: Martha is the friend that took the kids and was, like, got temporary emergency custody of yes. them when Tammy didn't come home. Martha is also the person, like, modern day, which is where we started, she's dead. She's dead. And yeah. so, now,
1: remember, we're here because the awesome journalist is trying to figure out figure out how these two murders are connected. Exactly. 25 years apart. Yeah. Right? So we don't get to Martha's murder case for another 25 years. But now, like in 1993, yeah. a lot of people are suspecting Greg is involved, obviously. Yeah. But especially Martha. So Martha calls the cops
0: and she's like, do you need any help? Because Martha's got custody of the kids. So she knows she's going to see him. So she's like, why don't you wire me up and what? I'll see if I can get, I know, let the women do the work. Martha. She's like, I can see if I can get him to like, at least talk about the night that Tammy went
3: missing.
1: So Martha records Greg for months.
3: Months. And her family is pissed. It infuriated me that she was doing this. Why? Because she was putting herself, herself, a single mother with three kids, in harm's way.
0: You got to think about your family. What are you doing? It's dangerous
1: and irresponsible. Yeah. And then Martha finally stops recording, but not for the reasons you think. <laughs> Because uh, a few months into the thing, yeah. she starts dating Greg and she says she's in love with him. She
0: switches from thinking he killed her friend.
1: So much, not just thinking, thinking yeah. enough to wear a wire yeah. yeah, yeah. put herself and totally. all of these kids that are in her care yes. at risk and not listening to her family and just saying, I mean this. This means yeah. so much to me. I'm going to wear a wire yeah. to going to friendlies and taking the wire off and now being in
0: love with this guy. And we should also say that the two kids, Tammy's kids that Martha had temporary custody of, were adopted by a foster family yes so like as martha's like falling in love with greg and moving in with him and he's the father of one of those kids those kids are not there they are thank god those kids are and we meet them as adults they're here in this documentary
1: yeah but now so donna is martha's sister martha who's falling in love with the murderer so keith is like you know greg was a mr fix it and you know that was really charming and then keith's like
2: martha saw him as the fix to her problems martha saw him as the
1: fix to all her problems Keith? Does he write his own copy? He has to. (laughs) Totally. Maybe I don't. Maybe he didn't start uh-huh. writing his copy, but I think he's like, I know what I can do. Yeah, yeah. I know what they totally. want. I know what I can do. <laughs> but there was one missed opportunity here, and we'll, we'll get to it in a minute. Okay.
0: So, Martha has three kids of her own. Yeah. And they move in with Greg. And her, one of the grown kids is here now yeah. and is saying- two of them are. Two of them are here. It's Michelle and Kristen, and Kristen's the younger one. And we meet her first, and she's like- He was dad. You know,
2: he was always in your life.
0: <laughs> yes, he was dad.
2: <laughs> For Kristen especially, so- she was just a year old when her mother fell for Greg. You were Daddy's little girl.
0: I was Daddy's little girl. <laughs> he was this amazing father figure. And people are saying that he like, he was fun. He would take the kids and do fun things, but he was very sheltering.
1: And he'd bang pots and pans to wake them up in the morning. Know. You know what, though? I got to say a it, that's
0: a tactic I'm not opposed to. Get so, out of here. I'm telling you, sometimes it takes a while to get those kids to fuck up. Really? Yeah, I mean, Daisy's not pots the easiest. And I'm just saying, do you even know where your pots and pans are? Do you have pots and pans? Look, I used to bang them for the healthcare workers. Oh, the, remember? Yeah, That's right. No, six o'clock, seven o'clock every six night, o'clock. whatever. Yeah,
1: That's an annoying, obnoxious thing, banging pots and pans to get kids out of bed.
0: I can see it. I can see it being funny. Because
1: Kristen's like, I mean, except for that part, I hated the whole pots and pans thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 totally. So Martha and Greg settle into this, like, normal-ish life, they say. Greg is, like, the local handyman in the town. Martha works for, like, a test-taking company. She, like, reads, um like, essay questions. Yeah, like, what? But, um, like Bridget Everett in that Somebody Somewhere somebody, yes, show. That's yeah, that's exactly it's like what what her job It's like job. Yeah. <laughs>
1: totally. But there's a moment where someone's like, yeah, it was like the real domestic dream. And I'm like, Keith, how about a little,
0: or was it? <laughs> Keith, what are yeah. you doing? A sleep at the wheel here? <laughs> <sighs> I'm telling you, this guy's got 30 minutes left. Stop! <laughs> the, the, the countdown clock we is on. We need him. I know. He's going to
1: get Lori Vallow, God damn it. Oh he's my getting God. Pam-hop. He's doing, he's you doing know some what? good work That's going to be the last gasp for Keith. He's, he's th- following cases for 10, oh, 20 years, this guy. It's Just true. let him live. <laughs>
0: Don't worry about Keith Morrison. Just let him do his thing. He's fine. I want the guy. I'm not wishing death upon him. It's just like I can see it creeping up his. Oh, he's gonna outlive us all. (laughs) Maybe outlive us all.
1: He was here when the dinosaurs were here, and he's gonna be here (laughs) long after us. Okay, all right, just. Observing and judging.
0: So we learn that Martha's family is very close. And, like, the daughter, Michelle, the older daughter, is like, my family celebrates everything. We have parties for every occasion. The entire family comes. Greg, not invited. They... Hated. hated. I know.
1: Greg. He was never invited to anything.
0: Because can I just say, like, her entire family had to tolerate Martha putting her life at risk to fucking chase this guy with a wire, and now she's fucking living with him because she thinks he's a murderer. I know. Like, come on and now, Martha. You did this to yourself. I'm sorry, but like, you're you convinced your family that he was a murderer, and now like they don't want to be around him because he's a murderer. Right. Come on. Right. But one of
1: Martha's
4: daughters says, "Look, here's how you know how much we all hated him. Yeah. My biological father was allowed." over even though I was being sheltered from him, even though he used drugs and he was in jail, he was still allowed to come to family functions. So it was very obvious to me that something was very wrong when my mom decided that she had fell in love with Greg and now Greg wasn't allowed to come to family functions. He was invited to all the parties. Yes. Right? So she's like, you know why? My dad's not a murderer.
0: Yeah. This guy might be. And Michelle, when she was a little kid, would say, she would ask her grandparents, like, why isn't Dad Greg invited to the parties? Right. Her grandparents would look at her in the eye and be like, because he's a fucking killer, kid. Okay. Yeah. There are a couple of, they're
1: like, hey, 10-year-old, it's because we think he he killed that friend of your mom's. I know. Come on. There's got to be a better way. I'm
0: telling you, go to the TikTok and find the video where I talk about telling Daisy about the JFK assassination. Yeah. She's got to learn sometime. She's just saying like sometimes it's better to just tell the kids the truth because like the kids are in danger absolutely Daisy has a lot of distance from the JFK assassination that's true
1: (laughs) this is super close to home yeah 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 this happened like next door you make a solid point so I feel like there's a little more
0: well I'm glad she knows because one day Michelle the oldest daughter was snooping around in the garage which I said I fucking love this kid is me yep she comes across a folder that's marked Niver and she says I knew right away it was Tammy and she opens it
2: up inside were old newspapers clippings about Tammy's case. Michelle took the folder to her mom. She and her mom had always talked about everything, but this time
4: she said that it wasn't any of my business to go through the folders and took the folder from me.
0: The mom Martha snaps it out of her hands and is like this is none of your goddamn business kid. And
1: remember like Martha and Tammy were so close that Martha had temporary emergency custody of
0: Tammy's kids. Yeah. So just to be super clear, Martha is the current girlfriend of Greg, Tammy is the one that's missing. Right. So I just want to remind everybody who we're yeah, talking no, about. I'm, lots I'm of glad. names. You're excellent at this. <laughs>
1: And Michelle's like, all right, this is super weird. And also Greg is getting weird and aggressive. And
0: Michelle is the daughter. Michelle is Martha's daughter.
1: Plus all the stuff about her grandparents saying, yeah, he's probably a murderer. Yeah.
0: She goes to her guidance counselor, which I'm glad schools still fucking have. She goes to her guidance counselor and says, my mom is in danger. My stepdad is definitely using more than just alcohol. He's becoming super aggressive. He's trying to show my mom that he's physically stronger than her. And I don't feel safe. And this garbage fucking guidance counselor breaks rule number one. And is like, well, let me just call your mom and talk to talk to her about it. Because,
1: yeah, she's like, well, you know, if someone's in danger, like, I have to call the adult in the room, and it's like, wait a second. Call Child
0: Protective Services. Get these kids out of this fucking house. Right. Like, what kid in that school is going to feel safe going to the guidance counselor saying, I don't feel safe at home? Because the last time somebody did that, they called the person they were talking about to get confirmation that, like, shit's going down. Right. And so Michelle, the daughter, is like, all right, well,
1: then I won't say anything. Never mind. Right. Never mind. Forget it. So nothing happens. Which means that now years are going by. The case goes cold. And this is when the two detectives, Michael and Craig, get the case. After years and years.
0: It's 20 years since Tammy went missing, and Martha, who's like the current girlfriend, wife, whatever, and Greg are still living together. And the cops find a witness out of state.
3: We traveled to go interview her out in North Carolina, and she did, in fact, provide us with information that Martha had shared with her years prior, that Greg had told Martha that he was responsible for Tammy's death and disappearance.
0: Greg confessed to Martha that he had killed Tammy. Right, and what happened, it was an accident. They got into
4: a
1: fight. Remember, it was never physical, though, Yeah, exactly. They got into a fight. He pushed Tammy. Tammy hit her head on the table and died. And so not only is this, this is like a major bombshell for many reasons. Two of them are like, not only is Greg telling people this, but Martha, the current girlfriend, wife of 20 years, knows all about what happened to our friend Tammy.
0: Which, it goes zero to probable cause real fast because this, like, hearsay witness apparently is enough for the prosecutors and the cops to, like, go to the house with a fucking arrest warrant for the guy. Because they
1: want to get Greg, like, yeah. for years and years, right? So it's 2014.
0: What their plan is is to go and, like, they knock on the door. They're going to arrest Greg, but they're also going to give Martha, the current girlfriend, a subpoena to come and, like, tell them under oath what right. she knows. To say, yes, that witness is correct. I did say that he told me that he killed her. So at first, Greg goes to run and hide. Yeah. But eventually, like, I He goes to hide in the bedroom. Come on. Like, how do you think this is going to end, Greg? Greg,
1: yeah. uh, But then they have them both, like, in the same squad car or whatever. Yeah. And the cops tell us, and then he was like, this is when we knew we got him. Yeah. Because Greg turns to Martha, the current girlfriend, and is like, see, I told you this was about Tammy. Yeah.
0: (gasps) I know. (laughs) I know. Why? I know. But then, so they get Tammy in like an investigation room or whatever, interrogation room, and under oath, she denies, she says that witness is lying. He never told me that he killed Tammy. Like, that never happened. And I just said, like, of course she said that. She's been abused and brainwashed for 20 fucking years. What do you think she's going to say? Well, Like, if this was the only thing the cops had to get the guy on, they way overplayed their hands.
1: Way
4: overplayed. Yeah. Especially because the very next day they go home and get married. She came over and she said to me right away, I'm going to marry your dad because I don't ever want to have to be questioned ever again.
2: Mary and Greg would give Martha spousal privilege, meaning she couldn't be compelled to testify against Greg.
1: So that Martha can't testify against Greg. How romantic, by the way. Someone says it was a small, casual wedding. Everyone hated him. No one was coming to that wedding. Don't call it a small, casual wedding. Nobody supported the marriage. No. Nobody showed up. Kristen, the youngest daughter, who's also been brainwashed by this piece of shit, was the only person who thought she was maybe a little bit happy about this. Don't call it a small and casual wedding. Say everyone hates (laughs) this guy, and I'm marrying him for spousal privilege. Right,
0: and Keith tells us that Sheila, who's Martha's sister took a hard pass. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) So after Greg and Martha get married, fucking Greg the killer sues the town for wrongful arrest.
3: There was a concern that we would have to release some of the uh, investigative information that we had in regards to the Tammy Niver case. So there was a decision made about not releasing that information and going ahead and settling the lawsuit with Greg Agnew.
0: And in order to preserve those records, they settle with the guy. They pay the guy $45,000, even though they know he killed Tammy. So
1: Greg's all happy about this. And they're like, let him have it. Let's pay him $45,000 for now because we have bigger fish to fry.
0: So we jump to October 2017 and Martha the mom calls one of her daughters crying and the daughter can hear Greg in the background like screaming and losing his shit like this is where we see Martha the new girlfriend yeah. and Greg their relationship really unraveling
1: like over the last 20 years yeah. and now it's really really coming to a head because Martha can't you know especially when you're in a situation like that your whole family hates him you're not gonna say like you guys were right all along totally. no one wants to say no. that and now it's unraveling to a point where she's confiding in her own kids
0: yeah and she goes to stay with one of her kids and michelle the older daughter is like mom i've been telling you this like for forever and the mom's like i'm ready to go i gotta leave him and michelle's like are you sure you're never going back she said yes
4: he held me down and he wouldn't let me leave and then took my phone and ripped it out of my hands and told me that if i leave never to come back
0: and then said if you ever leave never come back
4: right and so Michelle's like great so you're you're leaving and never coming back awesome right, sounds right. like a plan to me
1: And that's kind of what happens And it's Martha's birthday the next right, day
0: Right her 50th birthday
1: So she like makes this decision she's yeah. she's going to leave she's with her daughter she's celebrating her 50th and they go out to dinner it's, yeah. it's Martha and her daughter's Greg of course once again not, not invited <laughs> He's like story of my life, and I'm like you, asshole. You deserve it. <laughs> You're fucking butter. You're her. But Gre- while they're at dinner, and they realize that Greg, this asshole, steals Martha's car while they're in the restaurant. Like, she- they're all I done? Know. Like, oh, they have their leftovers. They can't wait to eat their I know. like rooty tooty, fresh and fruity <laughs> the next day. I know that's I hop, whatever. <laughs> and she's like, my
0: fucking car is gone. It's gone. And so then we get this insane story about how Martha moves in with her daughter Michelle, and less than a week later, there's a house fire at the house where Martha was living with Greg and like there's a whole insurance thing where he's like pocketing the insurance money but like while the house is being rebuilt the insurance company rents a house for Greg and Martha down the street from the house that was on fire but the judge because they're go they're getting a
4: divorce makes it so they can't be there at the same time so they have to split the house from 7 p.m to 10 a.m my mother could be in the home and from 10 a.m to 7 p.m Greg could be in the home, initially with the only two of them having a key to the home this is insane it's, this I've is, never heard of
0: anything like that this is
1: out of a bizarro sitcom because totally. if it, in a sitcom it would be funny but now it's yeah. fucking dangerous it's because dangerous. this judge doesn't give a shit about this woman yes like at all like the fact that this is a thing where he's like oh we'll do that thing where you have to share the house and like right. who's regulating when Greg can come and he has a key
0: he can come whenever he wants exactly it's so dangerous and stupid and my do. thing is just like oh my god why aren't you staying with your daughter because no one ever thinks that their person is gonna murder them I guess right whoever this judge is, I know this w- was a fucking
1: dingbat bonehead move, totally. and just like, can you give a shit about people? Can you give a shit? Like, this is a woman in danger. Yes. yes, And now you're gonna like tell her ex exactly where she is and give him a key. I know, and exactly. tell him when she's gonna be there, and uh, who is regulating when Greg can be there? Nobody. Totally.
0: Well, and then also, so Mike and Craig, the d- the current detectives, they hear about the divorce and they're like, great, let's go see her, see if her story has changed. It hasn't. It hasn't. They go. And interview her again. And she's like, nope, he still never told me that he killed Tammy. So, like, they're kind of just at a loss. Like, they're looking for anything to get this guy on.
1: And then eventually, on February 17th, 2018, Martha goes missing. She's supposed to pick up her grandson at her youngest daughter's house.
4: So, I got up at nine o'clock because I knew she was going to at least be there by 10. <laughs> 10 30 goes by. She's still not there. And I'm calling, she's not answering.
2: What did, what were you thinking, were you worried?
4: I was scared, I was terrified. Why? Because she wasn't answering
0: the phone, it's not like her. Kristen starts calling her and she's not answering the phone. And this sends Kristen into a panic.
1: Especially because everyone knows that Martha spent the night at the rental house that she shared with this piece of shit. This violent, scary person. Right. So now they're terrified.
0: So Kristen is like, the only other place she'd be is at the house. So I'm going to go over to the house. She gets to the house and she's like banging on the doors. She can like look in the window and see like her mom had set everything out to leave quickly the next morning. Yeah. And it was all still there.
1: And so Greg, of course, is the only other person with keys to this house right he's there yeah he's in the house he opens the door to let Martha's daughter in and lets Kristen in to discover her mother's dead body wrapped in a blanket.
0: And so- This asshole. Th- she collapses on the floor, and then she's like, apparently Greg is like, what's wrong? Sees Martha dead, goes no, 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 runs away. We'll How'd get to- she get under a blanket, you piece of
1: shit? Exactly. Stop with
0: the acting. And we'll get to him in a second, but Kristen is hysterical. She calls her sister first, and then she calls 911, and we hear this 911 call, it is- and it is Harrowing.
1: You know how we learned that when you call nine one one, it starts recording yes. you before the dispatcher. As picks soon up. as it
0: starts ringing, it, it's recording you, and she is screaming she through is the ring,
1: screaming. Yeah, and before it start, before you can even hear it, like fully connect, totally. And I, that really, like, I was like, oh my god, this is what we hear about all the time. I know, like when Pam Hop lied. Yes. Oh yes, one hundred percent. Opposite of that.
0: We're gonna play a piece of it now. Yeah. If you don't want to hear it, just skip ahead 10, 15 seconds. Yes.
1: So then, Kristen is, like, going through the worst moment of her life. She's trying to figure
0: out what happens. And Greg leaves. So Kristen, if you remember, is the one that actually likes Greg. She's the one that, like, he's the only dad she ever knew. She loved him. She thought he was, like, a great dad. She's on the ground as hysterical as you just heard her. And her dad just fucking abandons her.
1: With her Dead mother, mother in the house. Yeah. And he, I, I just, I can't understand. He just, bail- of course he bailed. Yeah. I mean, I can not
0: understand. I him. mean, he did this, he obviously. Did, obviously. So, Detective Mike, one of the detectives we've been talking to the whole time, he's yes. one of the first on the scene and he explains what we're looking at, which is basically she was in the bed with a towel wrapped around her head. It looked like maybe she had just got out of the shower. Right. And there's a hypodermic needle on the table. And he's like, the whole thing was kind of staged to look like she had OD'd on heroin or something. But he has a lot of experience in that world and he's like, the gauge of the needle was all off. Like, nobody who uses IV drugs would use a needle like that.
1: Right. And also, like, fresh out of the shower. It just yeah. doesn't really make any sense. And then he's like, also, there were all these, like, coffee grounds all over the nightstand. Yeah. But no coffee or no pot. <laughs> no pot, no coffee, no nothing. Yeah. Just, like, the coffee grounds just, like, sprinkled around. Yes. And a half-empty tequila bottle. And he's like, this is the worst staging of an overdose I've ever seen in my life.
0: He actually says we were a little befuddled with that for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) Until they put two and two together in four seconds flat. Like, oh, wait.
3: After photographing and doing all the things that we do leading up to this, I began to remove the towel from around Martha's head. And at that point, you could see that the inside of the towel was saturated with blood and that she appeared to have a laceration to the top of her head, which we had not previously seen. And so at that point, it was, you know, let's push pause for a minute. Things have changed entirely.
0: That towel is soaked with her blood, but there wasn't blood anywhere else. Right. And so they're saying, obviously, this murder happened in the house, which means somebody spent a lot of time in here cleaning up. Remember when Tammy went missing and the cop was there and was like, huh, weird, your filthy house smells like bleach? Right, but it's still filthy. Yeah. And so they say, like, it looked like someone let themselves in,
1: killed Martha, and staged it to look like an overdose, to which Keith asks,
2: Who could that have been?
0: Who could that have been?
1: Right. I don't know, Keith. You've been with us the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you've
0: been here the whole time. We know that Greg is the only, they say there's no forced entry and Greg's the only other person with a fucking key. How about like a car or like someone else could have a key to that house? Yeah. Or maybe they couldn't also be living in a shared space.
1: Like I will never get over that. It
0: doesn't make any How sense. How is
1: Greg the only other person with access to that
0: home? My other thing about this too is like fucking stay stupid, you idiot murderers. Like he had to know that they were going to take the towel off her head and quickly realize this wasn't a heroin overdose. Right, well that's that's why he ran. Yeah. Like, something went very wrong in this crime scene. Right. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute.
1: But he's on the run now. Like, the cops can't get a hold of him. Yeah. He's nowhere to be found.
0: They're calling him. They're texting him. He's not returning the calls. The autopsy reveals that she did have heroin and fentanyl in her bloodstream, but that wasn't the cause of death. Like, the cause of death was strangulation. This and the, is so horrible. It's fucking horrible. And the scene that is painted for us is that
3: we believe that Greg strangled Martha and was holding her down and injecting her. And it was his his intent all along to make her death look like an overdose. But it's our belief that she fought back and that uh, he had to restrain her while he was attempting to inject her. And that's uh, why the assault occurred as far as the blunt force trauma.
0: He killed her by strangulation. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: And so then the cops are like, apparently the coffee grounds were there to soak up all of the unpleasant odors, yeah. just like the
0: bleach. Yeah. And Stay it's stupid. Also just like, why, like, everyone's saying like, it's clearly him, but why would he do this? Like, she, she had not told the cops on him, and the cops know this because they went through her phone records and they found texts from her the day they interviewed her the second time when they were separated and she said the cops were here and I didn't tell them anything
1: and she's reassuring him she's saying don't worry I didn't say a word just a heads up they might come talk to you again like she is really sticking to the story but it's so obvious that it's a story
0: yeah and it's maybe he didn't believe her maybe he thought that was like a ruse and she's working with her like he obviously killed her because she knew too much
1: right and so she did that witness was right
0: yes exactly you know
1: so because these texts saying like don't worry I didn't say anything you don't say that when there's nothing to say
0: exactly exactly they find out where he's staying and they go to the place. They find his jumpsuit that he works in. They find Martha's blood basically all over it. There was also D- his DNA under her fingernails and like bada bing bada boom he goes to trial.
1: Right and as all this is happening as the cops are finding the DNA that's when reporter Darcy gets the email to look into this murder. Yes. So now we're sort of coming back to where we started.
0: Right and so five months after the murder Greg is arrested and charged with first degree murder. We meet his like garbage fucking attorney. Oh. <laughs> this guy this piece of shit I know well let me tell you this
2: my impression of Greg that whether he was a mild sweet man and all his friends whoever I may have spoken to verified the same thing he was a gentle kind man
0: for his money Greg's a real sweet innocent docile guy
1: he, he's just like DNA proves nothing right exactly is meaningless yeah. DNA has nothing and then he like talks a lot of shit about Martha yeah. he's trying he's just like assassinating her character he's a piece of shit this guy Right.
0: and so on August 26, 2019 the trial starts and the big question was would the Tammy story be allowed in to show that he has a pattern of doing this because the body was never found he was never charged with that murder and so the defense is trying to keep it out but the judge lets it in yeah I was shocked by that I was too but I think that even the judge judge was like, who fucking cares? This guy's a piece of shit. He yeah. killed Tammy. He killed Martha. We gotta get this guy. Let's get
1: to the bottom of it, because the prosecution just keeps saying, like, both women need their stories told. Yes. So, let's bring... Ta- I mean, this is a cold case of 25 years. Let's try to get some closure here. Yes. So, of course, he takes the stand.
0: I was kind of shocked. Like, I he mean, takes the stand... You only take the stand in your own defense when you have nothing else to lose.
1: And you especially don't take the stand when you can't keep your story straight. Which yeah. Greg Greg tells, like, all four stories he told to all the cops. Like, right. Like, he told Totally fails during the cross-examination and just can't remember anything.
0: He's trying to do that thing that like Robert Durst did and the Golden State Killer did where they're trying to look old and feeble and And, weak.
1: I don't understand the question and I don't know. But then
0: they cut to like, while he's in prison, he's like having like visits with his family and he's like perfectly normal and fine and having great like pleasant conversations. He's talking about all the food he's going to eat when he finally gets out of here and beats these murder charges. He's just like a lying murderer. And then
1: we learn, he's like, I never abused any women. And so the prosecution's like, you said any, right? Right. So they use this. This is like, a very cool tactic that they use because he made this blanket statement.
0: I've never, yeah.
1: And so now they can be like, but you did though. So they call this woman Connie Brown to stand as a witness. She dated Greg before Tammy and Martha.
2: Now, former girlfriend Connie told the jury about a litany of horrors, violence, coerced sex, even kidnapping. And when she tried to leave him, she said, he tied her down to his bed and threatened to electrocute her.
1: He did all of this horrible stuff, and it's like, okay, we have Martha's story, we have Tammy's story, and we have Connie's story. Come on!
0: This is always my favorite thing, is when we learned the trial lasted for two weeks, but the jury is only out for three hours. Right. I feel like they decided in two minutes, but they're like, we should probably sit in here for like an hour or two just to like make... They're on their phone. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just to make it just look to make like it look we like It's we, so obvious, exactly. right? We're all in. And this is also when Greg's shitty lawyer is just like, all of these women are liars. Believe no women. Keith... Believe
0: <laughs> no... Hashtag believe no women. Like, that's what Greg...
1: Yeah. Greg with his... He's an egg with one follower and it's himself from another account that he has. And it's like Darn. official Greg's lawyer. <laughs> Asshole. But Keith can't handle it Keith does that thing where he's like oh my I- <laughs> and I like Keith tries to be professional and he plays it cool but I love when he wears it on his sleeve like with Amanda guess he loved her Oh yeah, and I loved when we could tell that or what when was the he- thing
0: he said where he's I don't, I don't give, give a, a flying, flying fuck, fuck <laughs> about that
1: a sweet flying fuck a I think. sweet flying fuck yes so when he is just like "You're oh you're one of those huh? uh-huh. like when uh-huh. he wears it on his sleeve and all over his face I just love it because Keith yeah this guy's a piece of shit
0: yeah and Keith is a national treasure yes but thank so, you yeah you're welcome He's got 20 minutes to live. Okay, so, Stop it! I know. So Greg is found guilty of first-degree murder for Martha Agnew. He gets life in prison, no parole. But all the women here aren't done. They're no. like, we need justice for Tammy. Because her case is still open. Her case is still open, but the cops say to us,
3: We're very close. We're very, very close. We're probably a few pieces away from moving forward with that.
0: We're like two or three steps away from being able to, like, prove that Greg did it.
1: Yeah, and I, because this came out like two years ago. I Googled today, of course. There yeah. are no updates on the case yet. Um, uh, but we'll let you know. Also, Martha's family lets fifty balloons into the sky. No, don't do
0: that. Don't. They weren't the mylar balloons, but they were still balloons. Please don't do that, Please everybody. Don't do it. There's got to be another earth. way. We need, we,
1: <laughs> we need the earth. We need the earth. You it. You
0: like the earth, right? Uh, sure. You know, she's the earth has been okay to me. <laughs> yeah, just don't do the balloon no. thing. <laughs> Girl,
1: what's the one called? This is called Murder and Ypsilanti. Keith Morrison investigates. Murder and in Ipsilanti.
0: Ipsilanti. <laughs> fam, come to Obsess Fest. It's happening this weekend. Look, get you can your still tickets. get there. You can get on a plane, train, it's true. or automobile. You can as they walk, say. you can take, you can ride your bike, <laughs> however you want to get there. Be safe out there. I know. Get your own floodlights, whatever you have to do. <laughs> We're almost sold out, fam. 2,200 of your like minded friends yes. coming together for a weekend. All your favorite podcasters. It's going to be like very structured. Like there's lots of fun stuff happening. Yeah. But also very casual. Like grab us in the hallway and take a picture. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be going to other like events and panels that aren't everyone mine. is. We're all yeah. gonna be just walking around in the wild. We just want to hang out with yeah, you. Yeah, it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so fun. Obsessfest.com to get your tickets. Yeah, join us on the Patreon. Over 350 full, ad-free, bonus episodes to download. Speaking a bitch. of a party, I know. Right now we're about to we're recording our second to last episode of Bad Vegan. Yeah, that's right. This one is crazy. This is crazy. You you're you've really been going through a rollercoaster well, on this. You're all over the place. A, I, I texted you today. I'm like, okay, fine. I hate her.
1: I don't need <laughs> you to hate her. I
0: just have questions. It's so crazy. You can hear me
1: ask most of them on the Patreon because we had to edit some of them because I ask
0: a lot of questions. Join us on the TikTok. It's True Crime Obsessed Pod. Yeah. Uh, and join the True Crime Obsessed Podcast discussion group yep. on the Facebook. Yeah. What are we doing next, girl? Whew,
1: the Curse of the Von Dutch.
2: <gasps> oh. So this is
1: on Hulu. This uh-huh. is three episodes. We're going to do it in two. We're going to split it up. Okay. Yeah. Very, this is very much like Sasquatch. There's uh-huh. like a lot happening. So that was three episodes. We did it in two. <laughs> I forgot about Sasquatch. What a great app. Uh, yeah. Uh, apps. Yeah, Apps. <laughs> so Curse of the Von Dutch, three episodes. We're doing it in two. Yep. It is, um talk about off the rails. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you, fam. Yeah, we love you. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Von Dutch was iconic for Y2K fashion. Trucker caps, jeans, jackets. That was like our uniform, basically.
3: They didn't know how to run a business. It was really a facade. Everybody on the
2: planet had Von Dutch. That hat. It was like crack to the streets. They're so
0: awesome! I started hanging out with Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Money was rolling
4: in.
2: North of a billion.
4: Tons of girls in block parties. Champagne. Private chat. Paris jumps out of a tank. <laughs> the things that you dream about doing, I got to do. All you these know, cars and homes.
0: It was such an amazing achievement. The difficulty was one of the co-founders was charged with first-degree murder. Get ready, because in the art of war, anything goes. Come, my lady. come come, my lady. It, it was only partially on the roadway. And again, the keys were like still in the ignition. You are like, <sighs> you're. <laughs> Am I the detective on this case? Yes. <laughs> <Did> I... <laughs> I'm, I'm actually trying to keep up in my notes. This I is took, phenomenal. I took really detailed notes. This is spectacular. I remember a couple years ago when like school was canceled and all of like me and the rest of the moms got on a text chain about like who's going to watch the kids in the morning and who's going to watch them in the... I was like, wow. It really does take a village and I felt very grateful for my mom village.
1: Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I can stay out late if I want because I don't <laughs> have a kid.
0: <laughs> Look. That's my thing. You are living the dream is all <laughs> I'm saying, okay? <laughs> I think we can skip this. The, okay, great. That doesn't matter. Yeah, I
1: even have in my notes, what a
0: weird detour. <laughs> yeah. Friendly, oh, and also friendlies, they don't call the fraps fraps, they call them fribbles. So I would get, I might not have Is there have been... a friendlies anywhere now? <laughs> 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 They're like Googling. <laughs> Google I don't. Maps. Th- I think Friendly's is like now defunct. Oh god, it was the best food. Did they ever have a
1: salad bar? Or was that just like Red salad at Friendly's?
0: How I dare you!
1: But you washed like, that mouth just, out with just like cheese and ranch, <laughs> yeah. and one little piece of lettuce. So, that's it. That's, that's all you got. Do you think Keith and Casey Kasem knew each other? Oh my god! Because I feel like they're on that level at their career oh, and just yes. like being good at what they do, and the voices I... for days.
0: <laughs> do you think they would ever just like smoke cigars by the pool and out voice each other? Right. You
1: know. Goddamn up tempo record. Pete's like, I hear you.